Hey, it's J. Mark Hexento here, broadcasting to you from the end of the world. Today is very special because it is our first ever sponsored episode. This is a unique episode brought to you by Necrobiotic, an all-new TTRPG game brought to you by Penny for a Tale. We just want to say thank you to the Necrobiotic team for asking us to do this episode. It is an all-new TTRPG based in a future in which corpses are used as automatons. Should be a lot of fun. You're going to learn a lot about the gameplay in this episode. And definitely be sure to check out Necrobiotic out on Kickstarter now. Hello everyone! Today's special episode of Tabletop for the End of the World is brought to you by Necrobiotic, an all-new tabletop RPG by Penny for a Tale coming to Kickstarter. Actually, right now, it's live. Check it out. It may even already be live, which it is, because I'm reading the script and that's how life works. So for our podcast listeners, for those of you listening at home, definitely check out Necrobiotic on Penny for a Tale's Kickstarter page. It'd be wonderful. Um, so I've already recorded the character building process in video format so that you all know how the characters were created and all that good stuff. But for now, we're going to go ahead and jump into this game. So uh, we're going to start by introducing our players. And to start out here, um, let's go ahead with Kevin. Kevin, t- tell us who you're playing and what archetype and all that good, good stuff. All right. So And, and who have... you is for people who aren't familiar um, who while is? watching who, this on the Kickstarter. Who I is? Well, uh, my name's Kevin. I play Vert Batikin on Tabletop for the End of the World. Uh, it's a wonderful podcast. Go listen to it. Uh, so I am, in this particular game, doing the archetype of the architect. Uh, that is... I think the closest to the healer, uh, if you're familiar with D&D or any of the other tabletop games. Uh, this particular individual is called Dish. Yeah, he's he's kind of grumpy. He's grouchy. He, um, he, he works with bodies all day. All day. I am Manny. I usually play Torin Gesh, the Dragonborn Paladin on Tfue. But for this game, I am playing Santana Dread, the Militia basically just think Drudge Dread. <laughs> Judge Dread mixed with uh some other character personalities. Judge Dread mixed with uh as you'll see. Have you ever seen the Martin Lawrence movie Blue Streak? It's kind of like that. <laughs> so yeah, my name's Tom. Um I actually am not part of TFU uh, at least at the moment. Um I run a YouTube channel called The Geeky Drinkers, but uh, in today's uh I'm playing Nulika Fowland. Uh, so they are a techno-sophist, uh, and if you think about it, it's kind of like a an electronics junkie who loves to work in um, like computer programming and basically how to. Uh, I can I can essentially like fix anything electronical or mechanical or kind of make it work for whatever my needs are. And thus far, it's kept my character alive, so that's always a bonus. Yeah, so this will be a really fun time. Uh, Necrobiotic is, just for a little bit of context before we jump fully in, uh, Necrobiotic is a really cool game. It is based off a original Italian game, and Penny for a Tale is translating it to English and launching it on Kickstarter to make it available to a wider English-speaking audience, which is really awesome. Um, and it's it's based in a world uh, 100 or 200 years in the future, post-apocalyptic, so perfect for us uh, to represent them, where the birth rates have dropped and the death rates are rising. And so now, 
we use corpses as things, as uh, automaton workers, and sometimes we turn animal corpses into cars, and it's a pretty cool time. So really excited to do this. Once again, thank you, Penny, for a tale, Necrobiotic, for sponsoring this ep- this uh, not official uh, like canon episode, but this still official recording of Tabletop for the End of the World. And let's get started, boyos! sight to behold in modern-day Italy. A man who once upon a time could have been a gravekeeper can be seen digging. Even in the decades since the dead began doing our work for us, there are still corpses who remain. Why dig for the dead when your neighbor is sure to fall in moments? Mr. Rossi worked up a good sweat as he dug around. The corpses may be bones and dust, but at least he could try to hawk some of the things buried with the bodies. He could sell some rare jewelry or trinkets to feed himself this week. Choosing this particular patch of earth had its risks. It looked like someone had already dug here, but Mr. Rossi isn't as young as he used to be, and he can't afford the augmentation to make his body stronger. At least with fresh earth, he had a chance of hitting something. He's digging, 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 and then thud. He's found a coffin. Eagerly, he starts pulling away at the dirt almost ravenously. He would eat well tonight. When he finally clears the dirt away from the coffin, he readies his spade to crack it open. Odd. It was difficult to tell this time of night, but the wood almost seemed new. It was probably his imagination. A late night working, hunger, and definitely some delirium. And then he heard a knock coming from within. Kevin! Hello, my friend. So, uh, you had already introduced your character um, in a bit. Uh, give us a, just one more little time, character name, and then you are the architect. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, perfect. Perfect. So, and your character name is Dish. Dish. Awesome. So, you are currently working in Tanning Room 10 of the Tanning Laboratory in the second basement of the Citadel of Science in Florence, Italy. Once again, you are stuck working on one of the more miserable constructs found in the city. Um, I, I imagine that just based on what you've told me about your character before play, you're not the most well-loved architect compared to the others. It's usually a pretty reputable position, but you it seems like you're not particularly popular. I don't play well um, with others. <laughs> and so uh, this particular one uh, is that of a child that had been found roaming around the shopping district and grabbing at random passerbys. Just some, like trying to get their attention, presumably, which is odd for constructs. And so uh, we're going to have our first kind of showcasing how play works. So in Necrobiotic, instead of using dice, we build out decks using a standard deck of playing cards. And we pull out a certain number of cards, and through that you'll be able to see what kind of actions you can do. So we're going to do an act, uh, we're going to do something called draw a breath, which is similar to rolling. So when you draw a breath, um, Kevin, in your case, you're going to draw six cards, and then you don't got to show them to me. That's fine. Right, I have my six cards. I'm showing Perfect. them to you. And, 
Mm. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! How am I going to reveal that I had your card the entire time? This is actually is a one magic of them show. The five of clubs. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you do that? Don't worry about it. It's magical. Okay. You're not so every player character has access to certain standards of moves. Um, you have. Every suit represents different skills, essentially. And so you have uh, hearts, which is represented with flesh. You have, let me double check my notes here to remember what each thing represents. It's kind of important. Um, so you have hearts, which represent flesh. You have steel, which represents um, like your how, how focused you can be. Um, you have steam, which represents how, uh, which, which is represented by clubs. And then, um, so steel, steel is your, uh, flesh is like emotional, social stuff. Steel is how, how sturdy and rigorous you are. Steam is kind of the, the mental, like, can you keep a good head of steam in a situation? Uh, and then gear is spades and that's where special abilities come in. So I'm actually going to have you draw a special ability, uh, which is a spade. Um, and I would like for you to draw for, <laughs> there we go, uh, necroneurological programming. And so the way successes work in this game is you either have to draw a single card in the suit associated with that ability. So in this case, I'm having you draw gear. So as long as you draw a spade card, mm -hmm. you're good. Or you have to draw a four or higher. Now for every multiple four, that's a second success. So if you draw a four, that's a success. Since this is a skill for you, you can actually technically draw two cards. So you can also draw a four and then another card of an entirely different suit to add that number up to eight and get two successes. I will tell you there's really only one success for this. Um, and then um, the way this game works is you can only ever draw one card at a time for play unless that you have that ability as a skill, in which case you can draw two cards. So conceivably, everybody, uh, there is potential for having more than uh, for having two successes and on very rare occasions, you can have three successes. So if you had like a four of spades and then a five of spades, that's three successes, just as an example. Um, but yeah, so show me what you got. All right. So I'm going to look at the cards and pick one of them. And I have a three of spades. Cool. So you're Gucci. Um, that's a success. Great. So like I said, um, this is a bit of a how to play. I hope everyone enjoys rule mechanics as much as I do. Um, so what you are noticing about this construct is you're kind of investigating it and you're looking into it and you kind of pop open uh, one of the panels on its skull, which is where the control chip is. Uh, the construct's pro uh, ne necroneurological programming is essentially your ability to read the programming. You're essentially playing vert, but with dead bodies. Yeah. Or Kevin from Tfue with dead bodies. No, that sounds right. Where you're good at hacking. Um, Take Taking a look but under you, the hood, and you're concerned with how much duct tape is there. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of duct tape in there. Um, for some reason, a rubber ducky's taped in there as well. It's a real strange time. Um, but what are. you're actually noticing is the constructs programming is non-existent. It actually doesn't have any orders inside of it. So it's just all. running around. Yeah, it's just just running around doing its thing, being a himbo. Um, are there any other abilities you would like to do to kind of investigate further into this kid? Mm. Into this tiny into this tiny being? Uh, and you can get a little creative for these two, right? Like you have some gills, uh, gear skills that specifically say um, like you can remove a trauma, for example, but it's still medicine. Or with, a, with pharmacology, I guess if you want to turn the kid into some kind of medication because you're a freak. <laughs> yeah, live your truth. <laughs> 
no, got plenty of pills at home. Um, so I think I'm going to want to do a perception on this to see if there's any indication as to where this construct has been assigned. Like, where did this construct get placed to then not have any programming at all? Got you. So you want to try to figure that out by investigating the construct itself? Yeah. Like, just kind of, like, looking at it and seeing if, based on the way it's set up, if it seems like it was built for anything in, in particular, if I'm understanding your question. Yeah, uh, because uh, there's probably some kind of uh, format that we use at the Citadel. There's probably a... I don't know if there's a serial number or something, but that, there's something along those lines. There's got to be something along those lines to keep track of these things. Yeah, the serial the serial number under it says cap and crunch. Um, so you know for sure that's the serial. Oh, you mean like number number? Ah. Um, yeah. So when you're when you're looking when you're looking at it, what? And I think I'm just gonna give this to you because you've already kind of done the neurocological and you're just kind of giving it at a glance. It doesn't seem to have any particular things attached to it, right? Like if you if it was a a farming construct, it would have some like kind of hoe attachment to their to their arm or their legs or whatever. If it was a construction construct, you would imagine that the the arms were made to be like stronger essentially and were either given some kind of drug to make them more powerful or were given some kind of mechanical upgrade or anything like that and you are not seeing that at all in this does the paperwork just say the owner's icy wiener yeah you know weirdly enough it is mr wiener um which he's very sensitive about that and appreciate if you'd stop being such a dick about his name he didn't he didn't ask for this name his parents were very fucked up uh <laughs> I'll say his name how I want. I am the law. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's uh, that's kind of all you get. And you're you're investigating this body uh, when suddenly you hear a knock at your door. And uh, one of your co-workers, a woman named Sarah, uh, kind of pops her head in. And she's like, hey, Dish, what you doing in there? You about to eat that kid? It's not lunchtime yet. What are you doing here, Sarah? <sighs> We've got another case, and we need you to look into it. Uh, yeah, um, I'm looking into the, what, what is this? How the hell did this thing get in here? I don't know what to tell you. Look, you know how this works. We all drew straws. You drew the short one. You weren't there to draw the straw, but this is how it goes. You have a job to do. We got to get you out of here. Uh, we're, you're going to Malmental, uh, Mantle today. And uh, Malmental... Um, which is a, a real place in Italy, so the name I'm very much butchering, is a small vista, small town outside of the city. In the world of necrobiotic in Florence, Italy, there's not a lot known about the outside world. Uh, you have these small little vistas outside of a town that people are just now starting to explore and populate, but generally people like staying within the walls of Florence, uh, within the safety of those walls. And so, uh, Dish, you're getting the sense that, like, there's a reason why they're sending you out there. It's because they all hate you, right? Like, they don't want to leave the comfort of the city. But you're gonna go! I'm gonna go. Well, so far, his description and, like, the setting you made, it I know I mentioned Jason Voorhees before, but it sounded like he was just about to die while investigating the body. <laughs> like, he's just the morgue attending at the beginning of a horror movie. Yeah, so you're, like, you're exploring this body, and then, like, a giant buff boy comes in and goes, like, what do, do your co-workers like Zelda? And they're like, yeah, yeah. And so they call them, and they're like, who's your favorite character in Zelda? And then they'll be like, oh, Zelda, the elf boy with the hat and the sword. And they're like, your co-workers are dead. You know, just like... <laughs> your foster just parents like that. are dead. It's fine. 
<laughs> How is oh, what's the dog's God. name? Wolfie. <laughs> you lost the parents again. <laughs> That's a very terrible test. <laughs> awesome. So uh uh Tom, tell us uh tell us again about your character New Lee. Uh yeah, so a new uh New Lika. So they're they're uh, a technosophist. Um they have studied uh Sciences, uh, lost techniques. Um, I'm part of the Free Technosophical Society, and I can recognize and drive um, electronic devices, including like old vehicles, uh, drones. Um, I've created some of my own drones, um, but uh, any anything with like hydrocarbon engines. Um, pretty much, if there's an electronic component to it, it has mo- it has my attention, and I like to take it apart and see what I can do with it to try and rebuild a better back. Ooh, so you're 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 working on a like an old an old car? Uh, yeah, I've got you know I've got a few you know out of, out of the scrap. There's not really a whole ton uh, of preferentials on what's thrown out. So it's kind mm. of whatever I find, I try and use it in a, in a creative, interesting way. Whether that's through that's program, or whether that's through programming, or actual just mechanical engineering, or just stupid dumb luck. Or then, then that's the that's how you know you're an engineer. And a note from Mr. Director: We're trying to go New Jersey. Ka is Boston. Oh my bad. <laughs> I'm walking here. I don't know what, what state I'm in anymore. Um, so, I'm Mark Wahlberg. I'm walking I'm Mark, here. I'm walking here. Hey, how's your mom? <laughs> tell your mom. Tell your mom I said hello. Okay, so. Um, yeah, so you know, you're always. I feel like for your character, you're kind of always in the scrapyard. You kind of set up a workshop for yourself. Yeah, like that's that's where that's pretty much where I grew up. I mean, it's so the so my workshop isn't like in the scrapyard, but it's like scrapyard adjacent, very very close to it. Yeah, so I think right now, um, technosophists in this world, they're they're not entirely very uh, respected in the populace. You're kind of like a necessary pain in the ass that they have to deal with more than anything and uh so you're working out here and i feel like you're you're like putting some work in on a on a radio or like just like tinkering around and stuff you you have a mentor uh his name is dodger and dodger is this kind of middle-aged guy in my head i'm not gonna lie i picture dodger as looking like the dude from forrest gump um, not gonna lie, where he just has no legs and he's in a wheelchair and he's just living oh, his life. Lieutenant Dan, I was like, yeah, are, are you making him Do- Bubba? <laughs> no, no, no. I just picture Dodger as Lieutenant Dan. You know, he's in a wheelchair. And but he has you no can legs. do a lot of things with corpses. <laughs> Leg corpses, arm corpses, face corpses. Shit, I need to rewrite this whole game, guys. We're leaving right now, so I can do this. <laughs> Okay, bye. Um, uh, so, so Dodger has has been uh, with New Lake um, since you were young, right? Like in a way, he raised you, regardless of if your parents were still alive or whatever. Dodger has definitely served as kind of mentor for you. Um, and Dodger, I uh, I think there's a bit of an obligation there because Dodger lost his legs because of you. Um, you were a really precocious kid, and you were like digging through some scraps and shit, and you were really excited, and you caused a scrap avalanche. So, I, and I think Dodger, you know, he has a really uh, special special place um, for you in his heart. Despite that, you know, uh, you you and Dodger are just kind of chatting, and he's like, you know, I gotta tell you, uh, I gotta tell you, New Leak, you're doing real good work there, son. Real good work. Well, just another day. I mean, never gets easier. 
No, no, it'll get easier. It'll get easier. You know, here's the thing. The work we're doing here, they did it for generations. It was the most important work anyone could ever hope to do. And the fact they think just because we got corpses walking around here, our work ain't important. That's not That's not how it works. That's what I'm saying is that uh, it'll get better. Every day will work out. People will see what we're doing. You know, it matters. But will they? You're still going Boston. Will they? This is we're in Boston now. That's how it goes. We're in Boston. We're in Boston. So uh, yeah. Well, I like I'd like to think that what we're missing is a real good idea. You know, something that ain't never been seen before, either in the current times or the old times. And once we get that figured out, once we get that figured out, is when people will really see that. That we have something to contribute to this world. We're going to get ourselves a nicer house here in the scrapyard. So, uh, New Leak, what are you working on right now? Well, I got this big drone spider. Mm -hmm. Gives me uh, good vision far away. Because that way I don't have to worry about myself. And I don't have to worry about getting my legs chopped off. So it's uh, always been a bigger concern. Ooh, okay. So you're kind of you're kind of working on this. Yeah, you're kind of working on this little friend here. This little, little drone spider. Do you have a name for it? Your little drone spider friend? Robok. Robok. Awesome. So you're doing a little bit of work on Robok here, and he's not necessarily fully finished, right? So I'd like you to draw a breath. Go my six. Cool. So I would like for you to um, uh, play Electronic Assembly for me. So this will be a gear play. Uh, actually, uh, before Electronic Assembly, I want you to play Computer Science for me. I, I want. I kind of want you to kind of look and see like what kind of coding this thing needs, if it needs any chips stuff like that to really finish it make sure it's functioning fully is that going to be under gear as well yeah or, so okay. for for you specifically anything like computer science electronic assembly archaeo piloting that's all gear stuff so i would yeah so i'd be skilled in that so would i take two out of the six that i have you can if you want to if you're trying to get more than one success you totally have that as an option pretty sure i'm good you can just play a spade card or you can play another card at the value of four if you're only playing one card or two other cards at the value of four. I got a seven of spades. Perfect. So you're good. So we're you're good. That actually counts for two successes, which yes. is real nice. So when you're done, when you're done with the card, everybody, uh, you yep. put it to the side in like okay. a discard pile. If we ever get to a point where we play all of our cards, uh, we're done. For all the breaths, uh, for all of you who've already drawn a breath, so for you, Tom, and for you, Manny, keep that hand. So now it should be at five cards. Okay. Yeah, I haven't drawn um, any yet. Kevin. I, I don't even exist yet. I mean, for Kevin, <laughs> Danny doesn't exist in my heart or in this game. <laughs> we don't have enough RAM for me to be loaded in yet. Yeah, so the scrapyard is really big, right? Like, statistically speaking, it's extremely easy to find everything you need. And it's literally just a matter of, like, if you can find Locating it. And I think you yep. do. I think you're extremely successful in this. And I think you managed to find pieces that are, like, really well working. You don't even fix them together. Um, because you got two successes from that, I'm going to give you a freebie for electronic assembly. You That's managed right. to put together your, your, uh, your, your what, what's it called? Rock now? Robok. Robok. Uh, you managed to put together Robok, no Rock, problem at all. Rockno kind of sounds better, though. I thought you'd go, like, a Beast Wars name, like Arachnodrone or something. First name Rockno, last name Robok, uh, third name Beast Warrior Furry. Do what you gotta do. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, so uh, you you have Rockno here, and it, and it's like made, and it's like, <laughs> and uh, it's just kind of like dancing around on the table uh, as you've been working on it. And um, I think that while you're working on Rockno, Rockno is kind of like this really wild hodgepodge of different things that you used to make work. And I think at some point. 
uh, you had installed like a radio transceiver and a, a speaker set into Rockno as well. Um, so yeah, as, it's kind of like a, doing, like a two way radio essentially. Yeah. So as, as that's happening, um, you suddenly uh, Rock uh, Rockno just made just freshly made suddenly like stands up. And like it has a little antenna on its head, and like I kind of picture the image like in a cartoon where it's like just light spinning above it, and it's like, it's just kind of like freaking out. Um, what are you gonna do? It's alive! Yes. <laughs> are you gonna interface with Rock now? It seems like Rock now is getting some kind of symbol or whatever. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just kind of ask him like. Uh... Like a, like any overexcited puppy would, um, you know, just kind of come on. You know, what, what do you see? What do you see? Tell me, tell me. Use your use your, use your, use your speakers. And, and it's Ron gonna. I was just trying to tell you that like um, Timmy stuck down the well. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, oh my god, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna imagine well, that it's just Timmy like went in the well again. <laughs> I'm imagining that it'd be like early early like Siri kind of voice days, only like mm. kind of choppy. If you ever, do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember like Bonsai Buddy? Not quite that degraded, but okay. sorry to so, sorry to trigger. So you say that's a rock now, and it, and it goes <laughs> it, it, it come it incoming message. Um, so you have an incoming message, um, and then it starts playing over the speaker, and Next all, and all you hear, <laughs> and all you hear is. Yeah. Are you the doctor? No. Um, yeah, you, you start hearing this very. Um, you hear this like heavy static of just like, and then you hear, help, 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 and then uh, uh, Robot goes, message, complete, message, complete. I think there's a milkman who needs help. I think there's a milkman or a malfunction. Go help! I'm not sure. Help, help the milkman. <laughs> yeah. So the the message kind of and Dodger's like, "Hey, wait, hold on here. Play that back again. I'm not going to perform that again because I can't make that exact." Company Obi Wan Kenobi, Anakin's late on child support. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and Dodger kind of works with you and uh, starts parsing out the message. And uh, you obviously you, hear, you heard help, right? Like uh, you heard a little voice say help. Um, and then he like he writes milkman first. He's like, "No, nah, that's not right." Um, and then he writes Madden. He's like, "What the hell is that? I don't even know." what that is um and then he ends up writing out like mal mantle um which is uh you're, you're getting the sense that that's kind of where the message was coming from uh and he goes well uh and, and dodger's like it looks like he says mal man mal mantle mal mantle something about mal mantle the hell is out mal mantle um and as he says that and he like looks at you um the, the the we smash cut suddenly uh there there's a man who's kind of whimpering and, and like crying and, and he's like hey yo um, could i not could i not do this right now could we just be real cool please i just I, i'm really uncomfortable man can we not do this uh and you uh and manny tell tell us about uh this foreboding figure you are as you stand over this cowering man he is just a solid wall of muscle wearing the crisp uniform of the militia Sonic truncheon twirling about in one hand acrobatically, like <laughs> so cool. Yeah, he is You're just doing that as you intimidate this poor man. You yeah. just like look at my cool gun tricks. <laughs> you can see behind him just a poster saying "Obey the law," and it's his face in the helmet on it. <laughs> Love it. He 
Once upon a time, <laughs> many may have questioned his morals, but after a certain achievement, he has been pushed forward as the face of the law, and nobody dares question his actions in any investigation. Love it, love it. You're gonna tell me what I need to know, punk. Yeah, so Mateo's like, I don't I don't know what you want, man. Like, I'm just living my life here, you know, I'm trying to run a business. Um, and you, uh, Manny, just for some extra context for Santana here, uh, Santana has been sent on a gig essentially investigating kidnappings happening around the city. Um, obviously, like, lives are so precious in this world because people die that, like, keeping people alive and not having people disappear is, like, extremely important regardless of if they're, like, orphans or homeless or whatever. Like, lives are such a, a precious thing. Um, and the, the person you're talking to is Mateo the Mouse. Um, he is he is your go-to snitch. His name is is very clearly that. I don't think he asked for that name. I, I think it's just, like, something people know. Mateo the Mouse, you know, a man who's known to squeal eventually. So, uh, Manny, I'd like you to draw a breath. And you actually have a special ability. So, um, what's your what's your special ability? Yeah. Whenever he goes to the armory, he may palm a couple extra crossbow bolts and concussive grenades. And nobody <laughs> will question him because he is the law. Yeah, so the way that translates into gameplay is when Manny draws a breath, he gets to draw seven cards instead of six. Um, so that's kind of the special ability he gets. Hmm. So I'm going to have you, so interrogation, some of these abilities are like readily available to everybody, um, but whereas interrogation for other players would be a steam card because it's a special gear skill, um, uh, because it's a special gear skill specifically for the militia, you get to play uh, a gear card for it instead for a success. I, I will tell you for this, you can get more than one success to get a little bit more information out of Mateo. Um, so... Go ahead and play. Uh, you can try to get one success You can uh, by playing just a single card. You can try to get two successes by playing two spade cards or uh, what have you. Is an ace just considered one and a failure yes. or is that a good card? An ace, an ace is just considered is a... one. Ah, yeah, ace counts as <laughs> numero uno. So I guess I'll try to play an ace and a two to maybe get three. So is that an ace of spades and a two of spades? Uh, what's yes. the suits? Oh, ace you, get, you get two successes then. Yeah, so you get, you're going to get two successes there because as long as you're playing the suit associated with a skill, it's an automatic success. If it was a scenario where you played, say, an ace of spades and a three of hearts to equal four, you would still get two successes even though you don't have the same suit, Okay. if that makes sense. Um, but that's totally fine. You got two successes. That's really all I needed from you. And knowing that now, I had, I have a shit hand. <laughs> it is what it is so now you're now you have a hand of uh, uh i need to learn to five. shuffle cards better apparently yeah, <laughs> yeah no, you've been shuffling this whole time too uh now you have a hand of five um that you kind of stuck with uh for now but i'm gonna go ahead and um go go ahead and he'll answer every, any question you have you know that there have been kidnappings go ahead and uh get, get, play play the scene out for me come on you rat-faced bastard there have been kidnappings you know that's a capital punishment yeah, hey, I know on, you've man, seen. Just... I know you've seen something. You want a taste of the Sonic Truncheon? Hey, they call me. They call me the Mouse. Okay, Rat feels a little reductive. You know, I mean, no, I'm not a mouse. I'm a man. Okay, look. Um, and are, are you kind of like strong arming him? Or are you pointing the gun at him? What are you doing here? It's not a gun. It's like a truncheon. So like, uh, you know, like gotcha. a police baton. But it's <laughs> a so it's a it's a Sonic Love Truncheon. It. So it's like. You know, police baton, but I guess it has super science in it. Sure, super science, police baton. I'm here in my it. head, it's like the thing they had in uh, Demolition Man, where it's like they tap them on the head and knock them out. I guess. 
Gotcha. I, I kind of have this image in my head of uh, you have the sonic truncheon, um, and as you as you're intimidating poor Mateo, this man's just trying to run a business here. Uh, just trying to run a bar. Um, you tap it against the wall, and the sonic energy kind of like 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 cracks the brick. And he's like, okay, okay, I'll tell you. Look, all I know is that there was a there was a I had a customer come in here the other day, and uh, he was just asking about the local orphanage. All right, that's all I know. All right, I wasn't supposed to say nothing. He paid me a lot of money, and I wasn't supposed to tell you nothing to nobody. So please, please don't tell nobody. And I just get up in his face. He's like, he paid you money, eh? That's evidence. I'm gonna need you to hand that over. Oh, I don't know what to tell you, man. I gave it to my grandma. Like, you know, she's having a real hard time here, and I just want to help her pay her medical bills. Well, then I guess we'll have to take the equivalent in for evidence, and I just take a couple bottles from the bar. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, that's all oh, shit. That's fine, I guess. I wouldn't I would even like my grandma. Um, do you have any other questions you want to ask him? Uh, or are you just, you just like, all right, there was a client. I'm going to go take some booze. But, but. <laughs> What this man looked like. Oh, uh, oh, man, you know, like, everyone around here looks the same, right? We all, we all got, like, light skin and brown hair. Uh, some, some of us are blonde, maybe. Uh, you ever seen like, him around? He a stranger? I keep I, twirling uh, the baton ever closer to him. And I, I was like, oh, okay, well, he was augmented in some way, all right? Like, or, or something, I don't know, like, you know, like, every time he took a step, there was, like, a, a sound of metal. I don't know what to tell you. That's all I know, I swear to God. Well, you hear anything more, you tell me, or I'll be back. And then I just smash oh, one of the bottles I didn't take. Oh, come on, man, that's my livelihood! And as you, you smash that bottle, you start walking away like a total badass. Um, and uh, as you make your way out, you run into Gianna, who's your partner. And Gianna's like, hey, so you got anything from him? Seems there was an augmented strange fellow asking about orphanages. It's a solid oh. lead, I expect. Well, I, I think I can give you a little something extra here. We got we got ourselves another we got ourselves another another lead on one of the missing kids. Uh, there's a little girl uh, identifies one of those missing kids that's spotted in one of the villages outside of, outside the city. I don't like leaving the city too often, but I have to go where the law takes me. And then just in my head, it's like mad, 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 mad. <laughs> so you say that line right, and you say like I have to go where the law takes me. And as you're walking away, your face is kind of like, like very clearly panicked. Like if anyone saw you, they would see like a man child being like, I'm weighing over my head. And Gianna's like, man. It's like, I gotta leave the walls? Crap. And Gianna, like as you're doing that, Gianna looks over Mateo's like, hey, you know what? He's one of the best we got, right? That man's my hero. So you better respect him next time. <laughs> There's just a real, just great, just cognitive dissonance of this whole moment here. Um, okay, so, uh, my, my, my intrepid travelers, uh, you all find yourselves on the road to Malmantle. Um, Santana, you were, of course, ordered by the Citadel, um, to take Dish with you on the gig. Um, just because, uh, Dish was being sent out that way anyway, um, and, you know, they, even though the Citadel does have a lot of funding of resources, why bother wasting those resources on setting out multiple cars? So you're kind of riding together. And I think that as you are making your uh, making your way uh, past the scrapyard, you see Newleak, who has been like trying to flag and wave someone down to to take him to Mount Mantle. And so I'm gonna let y'all like have this kind of first interaction here. Oh, all three of us are running into this guy? Um yeah, so Gianna, 
Gianna Santana and Dish are running into just this this technosophist, and you all know like the scrapyards where the technosophists hang out, right? So you're just like, ah, oh, this guy. Um, but yeah, so uh, he's kind of waving you all down. You trying to get some, uh, trying to get yourself on this uh, on this on this ride here. So just really quick before we go into that, is the place that I'm that they're currently traveling to? Is that where I heard the distress? signal from yes okay same place what i thought god that'd be some terrible fucking writing if <laughs> i was like no man <laughs> you're going someplace i just want to ride i just want to ride guys <laughs> you're going in the complete just... opposite direction but a ride's a ride <laughs> look i've never been in a bear car right? i just want to get in there and i guess kevin's riding with us just because he probably heard arc- two he heard two cops are heading out there so it's like that'll be an easy oh ride. no i think the citadel just said uh yeah so the citadel, um, the citadel ordered you to pick up Dish on the way out because you were given, you were basically told about that new lead. You would have had to report to the citadel prior to leaving, and then they would have been like, "Oh, you're already heading out there. Here, take this guy with you. He has to go out there. Take way. this nerd with you." <laughs> um, does Dish? What's Dish's real name? And is it really embarrassing? Because um, I feel like the citadel would call you by your real name, right? Uh, no, because the dispatcher hates me too. The dispatcher is like, the dispatcher doesn't even bother no, calling me. It, it just says, like, there's yeah, a guy, take, come pick him up. The dispatcher is like, hey, yeah, there's a guy here. Can you come pick, pick this piece of shit up? And then, like, they run into Kevin. They're like, ah, oh, you're the piece of shit. All right, let's go. Like, are, are you supposed to be um, going somewhere? Yeah. Everybody calls him Dish, but his real name is Jack Hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, God. Like, his real name is Ben. Uh, this upload's getting the hella explicit tag. All right, so, yeah, so you all are making your way out of the city. And you run into uh, New Leak. How do I say your last name? Uh, fell, uh, fallen. 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 New Leak yeah, fallen. fallen. So like a fallen New Leak. Got you. Um, New Leak Fallen. Yeah, so you you're, you're, are riding your kind of constructed vehicle. And the way that vehicles work in this world, um, beyond anything made by a technics office, so like if someone in... Uh, and New Leak's line of work manages to be lucky enough to actually create like a full-on automobile from back in the day, like a Tesla or some shit. You're basically like it's a hodgepodge of animal parts with wheels and shit added to it. So you guys are riding in the carcass of like, uh, like multiple dogs, and then with <laughs> wheels attached to it. That's the world we live in. Um, but like, here's the thing, right? Is that like if there was an automobile shop, like that's like a branded thing. Like this is the shop that makes dog cars whatever and then like if you really if you really want to make some money we got the bear cars too but that's like for the fancy bitches uh <laughs> don't even think about the zebra cars but don't even touch the zebra cars. don't look There's at them. Two of them you are not worthy <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna have like my goggles on and kind of be adjusting because it's it can kind of automatically calibrate and i see them kind of coming and i'm gonna uh say like rock no take this uh take this jug and it's just got like random liquid in it, like antifreeze or something. And uh, go, that's a, a bear car. Go dump it on there. Try and get their attention. It's a dog car, but I got dog you. Dog car. <laughs> You're saying bear, bear dog. <laughs> you can't afford the bear car. Um, no, so so Rockdale goes like, and starts kind of like skiddling along. Um, I will say, if you're going to do this, I will need you to play a, uh, uh, I will need you to play an RKO piloting. Sure. Um, for this, because um, Rockno, like you know, it. it well, so d- I think you're talking to it because you relate to technology, but it's still a machine that you have to like 
code to do it or like use a remote control to do it so i almost feel like this is just your way he pretends it's voice controlled but he's actually using a crappy little rc controller yeah exactly what's happening here it's like go rock go go. so so i was just so so it's a drone spider so i was initially thinking that it'd be like a like a flying drone that's not the case is it is or is it just like on like eight legs it's it, it it's on eight legs it's a little walkie friend um okay then i probably wouldn't yeah. do that i would i would probably grab like uh like a hunk of metal or something like that and like well the, like try it basically just try and like throw it and see if i can get their attention are you throwing it at them at the car uh, like are you looking like, to so like, you know who the militia are? i just want to clarify you know the militia are the law enforcers okay, of this city okay are so you i assaulting a member of the, of the security is the dog car marked that's the biggest question yeah i was like so is that something oh, yeah, that i would this is an official this okay. is an official citadel vehicle, <laughs> okay, <yeah>. okay. I, <laughs> if it was just like an unmarked just like random car I, yeah it's like oh yeah no <laughs> <laughs> that I would do. No, if if I know that it's like basically like the equivalent of like a police car. No, I'm not gonna just yeah. randomly like whip hunks of metal at it. <laughs> so we um, stop a mud hole into him and then we just keep driving. <laughs> yeah, that's we'll basically how it would right. play in. All right, and newly no, so, out of the rest of this game, y'all. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, so no. If if that if that's the case, like I would I would come like kind of adjacent to the like the road or the path that they're coming on. And I would try uh-huh. and just like wave them down, just like not not acting like all crazy, but like um, you know, just like wave my hands and just try and get try and get their attention. Like stop, stop, stop. Yeah, sure. So I think you do that, and uh, Gianna's with you. Uh, Gianna's with you also. You know, she's your partner. She's gonna come with you on here, and she's kind of like driving the dog car. And she's like, "Oh yeah, hey, we uh we got somebody here, boss. Hold on, let's go." She calls you boss. She really admires you. Like I can't. You guys are equal in every way. Like there's no way in hell. I think it's just that like somehow you got into the promotional posters because like you did a gig and the Citadel were really impressed. But like you're still the same rank. You didn't get promoted or anything. Like. They're just like, we'll put them on a poster. And so she, uh, so Gianna's like, oh, yeah, we got somebody here, boss. And uh, she she kind of pulls the, the car to a stop. Are there, are, are there like, windows on this? Oh, it's it's open. It, it's literally, oh, okay, it's, like a car- it's like it's a, like a carriage oh, okay. on wheels, essentially. Okay. Yeah. No, so you're it's not, just the, a platform people... and there's wheels under it and it moves. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's a platform made out of dog parts uh, with wheels under under it and it moves. Um, it, it's not like a, like a closed carriage situation. Um, that's where the bear cars come in where like you a fancy you fancy you get so stuff like I just that. got this visage uh, this this like image in my head of a uh, Cadillac convertible that is covered in dog hair yeah that's kind of what I'm okay saying. we're on the yeah. same page I don't know yeah. what's wrong with you two yeah a little I'll say a little a little bit except the inside of the Cadillac convert convertible is tanned like dog hide uh, yeah okay I just yeah. imagine like a giant like you know the little red wagons but giant and like Kevin said made of fur. Also hilarious. Um, whatever whatever your heart desires. Whatever your heart desires. It could just be like, maybe it's just a little red wagon and you have a construct literally pulling you guys, but no one talks about it. No, it's a it's a 70s uh, Cadillac convertible. Yeah, no, that, that that that's what's in there. Love it. So yeah, so the, the official car of the Citadel for this game is 70s Cadillac convertible dog cars. Um, they're real nice. They're real, there's some good yeah. shit. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Gianna's like, hey, we got somebody here, boss. And she she pulls over and she's like, hey, state your purpose. What do you want? Where uh, where are you headed? I just got a distress signal. 
A what? Uh, well, I don't think that's any. I don't think it's any business of yours. Uh, what, what do y'all want to say? Uh, what, what, what you got? Well, not you. You shut up. She says the dish. Um, boss, what are you thinking here? We're on a case. Tell us what you know. I'm just kind of like internally. I'm thinking like I'm just looking at like this. In my opinion, kind of like crap heap that they're traveling in. I'm just like oh, so uncivilized, and um, so <laughs> just kind of like trying to hide the disgust on my face. I'm or the kind of like disappointment. So to speak, it's like it's not often that they would mm. come out here, especially on a purpose, right? Like ever. Like people generally try to stay in the city. And I'm guessing Kevin is like the snootier version of a technosophist, but with the corpse technology instead of old technology. Yeah, he's a corpse sophist. Yes, I, I mean <laughs> that's the job description. That's definitely not dish. I honestly, I, I'm sorry, I can't remember the the name of the place that they were going. Malmantle. There's a distress signal coming from Elemental. I think there's still somebody out there. I sure as hell don't want to go on my own. You don't really look super equipped to handle what could be beyond. I'm so pleased you just said that to Manny's character. <laughs> I'm just going to let this play out. Please, y'all y'all, y'all have this moment. I just start thumbing like the truncheon where it's at, but it's like, hmm, well, if you think you'll be useful, but you step out of line and you'll taste repeating crossbow. Don't worry. My friend's got a few tricks here. I can handle myself. You don't survive this long out here without knowing a few tricks. All right, I dig it. So you're gonna you're gonna take uh, Robok with you. Yeah. So uh, it sounds like you all agreed. Dish, you don't really get to say it in this particular scenario. That thing smells. Um, yeah. Like if, if just so that you all know, kind of the hierarchy of of this world. Architects are generally pretty up there because you're the ones who are keeping people alive. Um, but the militia, like, in this world, the militia aren't just, um, like, officers protect, like, who are based to protect. They're, they are judge, jury, and execution. Yeah. It, it's basically like a cop taking a random tech from the CSI or a politician with them. They're like, yeah, he's a technically higher rank than us, but we're not going to treat him like that because he's not going to do much. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So you, you all are, are, are on this route um, go, going uh, towards the town. And actually, I would like everyone to... Um, so you're going to use the cards you already have, um, and I'd like you to play Steam uh, for Perception. I want to see if you all perceive anything in particular um, as you start getting closer. Because, like, Malmanto... Mal I looked it up. Malmanto is, like, four kilometers away from the city. It's not far at all. Um, I got a six so. of clubs. Six of clubs. Okay. Five of good clubs. to go. Five of clubs. Good to go. Four of clubs. Cool. Um, so it's technically two successes, but um, so I'll just give it to all of you. So you, you notice two things. One is that, um, as I've been saying this entire time, right, people generally don't go out of the city. It's not a thing. If it happens, it happens very rarely. It's usually with people who don't have a lot of options left. And you're noticing on this ride, there's just like a lot more people heading in the same direction as you, which is very unusual are they, con are they constructs um, or are they like living? no they're people oh. they're they're normal people they're like families and um <laughs> some bit some people who look like they're from the citadel who are walking in that direction as well um obviously a lot of poor people also um generally speaking people who aren't of means who are also walking that direction and you see that as like the vast majority of them um but it surprises you that there's like it, it, it's almost like there's like a pilgrimage happening to mount mantle today this is just muttering under his breath what is wrong with these people what the heck? What is going? What did you do in the city? I never, I never, I never see this many people out here. What? 
what just, is what is going on? And I'm looking like I just got like an arm out of a whatever passes for a window or ledge, and just like you <laughs> citizens, explain yourselves. He just like, grabs somebody, and we're still driving. And he's like, "What's going on?" <laughs> he just grabbed like the the car is still moving, and they, they, these these construct cars they're not like they're they're not like race cars, right? They 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 push maybe like. I had my partner just like yeah, slow it down to like walking speed next to the person while I've got one hand they go, grabbing their they collar. They literally went from like they literally went from fifteen miles an hour to just like two. Like that's the speed differentiation. I'm, I'm picturing like the Flintstones car just going through. Not necessarily dragging the guy I'm holding by the collar, just like basically going the same speed next to them while holding his shirt for no reason. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, so you you grab this guy and he goes like, "Don't you smell it? Don't you smell it?" And um, he he starts like hobbling along a little faster, in part because he's excited about the smell, but also because like there's just the dude grabbing the back of his neck, and he's like he recognizes you're a militia, but like he doesn't appreciate that energy you're bringing. Um, and because you you all got two successes, you all just start noticing like the air smells delicious, like really 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 good like some of the tastiest food you've ever smelled like like besides those of you who work directly in the citadel so i think for you new leak this is like even more intensely exciting um but for you dish and then uh especially for you santana famous hero of the militia it's like why why does my why is my food coming from not where my food (laughs) comes from uh uh essentially what y'all are smelling um and I'm actually going to take this time as well um, to let you all catch your breath. So essentially, the way this game works is you draw a hand at the first time you make a play, and then that's the hand that you're stuck with like throughout, unless I have you catch your breath, okay. um, where you can discard any hand you want from your hand and then draw until you have a full hand again. Um, in your case, Manny, you can draw up to seven. Kevin and Tom, you can draw up to six. That is necessary because, like I said, that hand was crap. Yeah, that was the rest of my hand. <laughs> Ace three two two. So I am happy about that. So do we? So I we had, put these ones. Though these ones go in the discard, right? For now. I had an ace and a two of diamonds and an ace of a and a three of hearts. That was it. So the way the way the draw of breath the catch of breath works, it, according to the rules, uh, the player may discard discard a card. So you're going to be discarding. A card from your hand and then draw from the top of your deck until your hand is full okay so you're not um, discarding the entire so hand. it's normally you're just discarding one card but i will tell you what um because like we're still early on and it sounds like y'all are strong on the struggle bus i'll let you discard two cards and then draw up uh, to like give you a little bit of a better chance here oh yeah i still uh up to six right yeah, yeah up to six up to six <laughs> not much better i will say that right now so if you if you don't have any cards in like your gear suits or in anything like specific like that, just a reminder that if you have a specific skill in something, so let's say I have you draw, for example, a gear ability and you have no spades in your hand, you would still have the option of playing like to, to use the equivalent for number four. Well, that's good. Um, so if you have like a four of hearts, a four uh, equivalent or higher, yeah. right? So if you do, if you have like a four or five, a six or a seven, you're still good. 
Um, in a scenario where you so every multiple four is a, is a new success as far as the numbers go, and then every suit plate is a success as well. So you all uh, have have made your way finally to the the vista of Mount Mental, and based on what you all know about the outside world of the city, is you were expecting maybe a small handful of people to be here at most. Um, people who, when Florence was built, kind of saw signs in the air of like not for them, decided not to move there. And then maybe some people who are on the run, even in your investigations, uh, the militia don't often go out the city to track people because it's assumed that if someone leaves the city, they're dead anyway. Um, And what you're seeing here is not that. It's almost like a bustling village of people um, are here and that they're, and it's not so much a village of people as in like people have houses and like they're building shit and like everything's great and disnified. It's just that there's a lot of people here and it's like, what the hell? And you, and you're noticing that the smell, um, is coming from, uh, this kind of place at the, like you, you see this building at the top of a hill, um, kind of like to the, to the East as you enter. Um, and in like a big bright flashing sign, um, which I think you find very impressive, uh new league because like it's very clearly made from technology not from body parts um and it just says welcome to the restaurante castello um and like big neon is there like neon lights and things like that or is it just like haphazardly like put together is it like well well crafted yeah it's well like whoever did this had money to to, like make this yeah uh, had a had a thing to make of it make this happen and um so that's like the big most stark thing you all notice and then you all notice like people running around like i said not a particularly active place so to speak um in anime terms in anime terms i get a slight nosebleed yeah so like the 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 sign just has big titties on it and you're like oh oh, i was i was keeping everything implied but you know you went there so we'll roll with it (laughs) Well, now, now it's a thing. Now, now this amazing neon technological sign has big titties on it for no reason. Have you heard the deleted scenes from our show? Are not subtle. That is very true. That is very true. Yeah, and Tom would have been one of the people to hear the deleted scenes because you support us on Patreon. I pay your paychecks. All the awful oh, I, I shouldn't swear. I stop that. Our, all the scenes that make okay. Mitch accidentally look racist, and he limits every one of them. Um. Okay, so you all, um, you all are here. You you smell that smell. You see people kind of making their way up the hill. That guy that you were grabbing is like, oh, the smell, the smell. Like he's making his way up the hill very excitedly. I guess I just um, never let go of his shirt. Yeah, no, power assist. I like it. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, like it was a huge power play. He didn't even care. Like he tried to get away from you. And then he's like, oh, you're walking the same direction as me. It's, like, it's actually pulling our car faster. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, you're actually walking the same direction as me, so I guess I'll just let Let's be real, it's, it's just fine. a meat shield. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so does that, so since, are, are you following this man up to this restaurant? I, I mean, this, this is man the town, the right? Yeah. The town is a restaurant, so I guess, yeah, we have to investigate. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, so you, oh, the town isn't a restaurant. There's just a big restaurant for the town, yeah. Oh, I thought the whole town was converted into a giant restaurant. No, 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 no. You got to the town, and then to the east, there's a building on a hill with a giant neon sign with big titties on it uh, that says, Welcome to Restaurante Castello. The nipples are the VIP I'm just gonna stick to this. Uh, yeah, yeah, the nipples are the VIP <laughs> Completely, uh, completely. It's, <laughs> it's a fine dining restaurant that happens to have a strip club in it. 
Yeah, it was an old. So like the the actual. It's like mall, a Michelin uh, five star Tila. restaurant, but there's also a strip club. <laughs> them wings, them wings. So the real like 2020 Malmentila, if I remembered my research, is actually like this beautiful town with like churches and shit in it. And I guess sometime in the in over 200 years, it just became awful. Uh, and so it became uh, the Vegas get, get of this, the apocalypse. <laughs> so you all, you are riding your your official uh, Citadel vehicle, the. Um, what what was it, Kevin? The official oh, dog the, car, the, the, the uh, 1970s Cadillac convertible. Yeah, so the official 1970s Cadillac dog car. Uh, you're riding it up, and people like, even though they're really excited for the food, they know that like, oh shit, one of the militia are out the here. here, and like, <laughs> the, the militia is. Here's the thing about the militia too, right? Like, it, it's it's straight up a cab. It's not to say that they don't have jobs. It's not to say they don't serve people. But like, when you're judge, jury, and executioner, you could just say anyone is guilty, and that's a fact at that point. That's forward. literally the entirety and of the Judge Dread comics. It's like. You're loitering in a corporate zone. 50 years in the ISO cubes. You ate a sandwich wrong. Get to the ISO cubes, punk. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what's happening here. And so everyone just kind of starts making way, making room on this road to allow you to get up to the restaurant. Um, and you all get there. And every and um, the, the, the door is blocked by people who don't see you yet. The door is blocked? By, by people who don't see you yet. Their, their eyes are all forward. They're trying to get into... Ah, okay. I thought you meant like people are trying to block us from coming in. It's like it's the cops. Don't let them eat. No, oh, call the brute squad. <laughs> no, no, no. They just don't. No, they just don't notice you. Do we have a siren or anything on your on your dog ah! car? Yeah, yeah, you have a it's siren. A you have a siren. It's just it's just a cat. <laughs> it's like a little fleshy crank next to a dead like a uh, goose or something. Yeah, just a lot of Flintstone vibes. Instead, instead of living animals, they're all dead. Yeah, and I'm just I, yeah. You, you're you're basically turning the tail of a of a dead cat, and the cat's like, is this what you normally use? It's a thing. Tell them all about it, architect. I don't make those. I'm not telling you squat. Then what good are you? <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think that that argument is actually more surprising to people than the actual <laughs> thing, where you just have like this group of people like arguing about the ethical, like the the ethical existence of this stuff, and so they see they turn around and they're like, "Hey, we're trying." Oh, oh, and they they see that it's the militia, and then they start making way, um, and they they let you into the restaurant. As you as you go into the you restaurant, any other setting, uh, I would say I fire my gun in the air, but it's a repeating crossbow, so. They wouldn't actually hear anything. <laughs> Ain't gonna do nothing. It's so you know how they have like silencers they add on guns. It's a repeating crossbow, but you've done the equivalent of adding like a baseball card to your bike chains <laughs> just to make it loud. <laughs> 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 it's like oh, so cool. And like Gianna sees that you added that. He's like, oh man, he's such an innovative boss. Like I'm so impressed, so impressed. So so you get into this restaurant and you actually see that it's not as full up as you would have expected with such a large crowd outside. You actually see a smattering of people um, in the restaurant. the The place smells delicious. Um, and as is anybody actually eating, or does it just smell delicious? No, they're eating. Yeah, they're eating. They're eating some real good good noms. Um, you can't identify it, but like it looks like they got some stew going. Uh, looks like they got some like steaks going. Just like real good, tasty noms. Um, and you uh, you walk in, and this guy turns and looks at you, and he goes, "Welcome, my friends, to the restaurant de Castillo." 
it's you. And he, and he sees uh, Santana Dread, hero of the Citadel. <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he goes, oh, this is, this is a delight. That must mean that the Citadel has finally seen my innovations. And they are finally coming out here. Yes. Hello, hello, I am Giovanni Castello. I'm sure you know me. And um, within context, you would know him. Giovanni Castello originally had like, and he still does, like they're they're all thriving. This food, the reason why the food you're smelling smells like the food in the Citadel and like around like the, the inner like upper echelon in the Citadel is because those are his restaurants. It's like the McDonald's. Right? Um, so he's like, ex- he's eccentric, nice guy, Gordon Ramsay, but he owns McDonald's. Yeah, basically. Uh, and he's like, ah, I'm so glad you're here. Please, are you here to eat? Let me, I will I will gladly get you some food. Please, take a seat, take a seat. In a minute, citizen. I need to ask you a couple uh, questions. He's like, he's like a little, like, ooh, yes. Oh, so formal. Ah, yes. Um, well, uh, as, uh, some questions. Yes, excellent. So our special today is the steak. Uh, we do have a delicious soup. Delicious. Let me tell you. You would not believe how good this soup is. Just like the chef's kiss like they did back in the day. Again, later, citizen. We have a couple questions to ask about this town. How long have you been here? Uh, how long have I been here on this earth? Uh, since birth. I'm about uh, 53 now. Don't I... play hardball, citizen. How long have you been in this town? Oh yes, well you all I'm sure you all heard that I I left the I left the citadel uh around uh want to say about uh six months ago and then I came out here. You know, I, 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 I put my paperwork in, they knew I was leaving, I wanted to expand my empire. And now we have here this is the this is a uh, the a week since we've opened the Restaurante Castello, the official Restaurante Castello. I'm so excited. So excited to be. Any of your employees augmented? Augmented. Augmented. Uh, yes, actually, uh, we do have uh, some augmented employees, you know. I'll need to interrogate them. You, architect. You, mm. junkyard nerd. Ask your questions. I'm going to go have a word with these employees okay so before uh before you do that um do you all have any questions <laughs> architect and junkyard nerd is great um <laughs> official titles now uh yeah i so looking around are there any like this would be the most food that i've seen in years yeah. possibly like a- outside of being in like there's the not even walls. a speck of dust or any mold on it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah uh no yeah no this is there great. anything like <laughs> within range of me to just try and like eat a little like my my mouth is just like watering as i'm looking around is it like what what kind of like is it like fancy restaurant kind of vibes like is there is there anything that like any technology or anything like that that would catch my attention? Yeah, so it's it's kind of like um, old Italian bistro cafe. Okay. Yeah, so like there's some seats set around. They got like the red checker, um, except obviously we're in the future. So it's like faded red and then some like black and white and then some like just shit he found <laughs> to like make everything look nice, but it's not very uniform. And um, you you notice that there is like... There's a copper um, like statue spray painted gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you notice there are like breadsticks on each table, um, and you and you can go to reach for it. But I, I think Giovanni sees you doing this. Like, what are you doing? Hey, you are my guest. Please take a seat. You do not need to be sneaking. No sneak, please. Just do me a favor and go ahead and tell the lovely people at the Citadel that what you are seeing Giovanni do here today. That's all I want. What is your what is your what is your role in Citadel, my friend? Apparently, junkyard nerd. 
junkyard nerd that is uh and then like it clicks for him yeah like i've got i've got uh, like i've got rock no like underneath my underneath my arm like oh you're a pori you're one of those weirdos from the junkyard he's like really friendly and affable like really excited to meet you and then like his he side eyes and sees that you have uh rock no robot under your arm and he's like oh well, you can uh, take a seat. Just... Um, we will be discussing. We will be discussing payment for the breadsticks later. <laughs> uh, and you and um, and he he turns and looks at uh, he turns and looks at Dish and sees a very clear like you you still are wearing your like your architect tanning apron or whatever. Um, it's like ah, oh, an architect. Yes, such a brilliant, beautiful mind. Then he like grabs your head, and like he's a big dude. Yeah, like he's a he's a big guy, and like so like the snooty French mater d in any comedy. But once they realize you don't have money, it's just the rudeness. Yeah, so he he he's a he's a big towering fella with a big big lovable pot belly, and he sees you, he's like, oh my friend, my kisses you on the head, it's like yes yes, ah oh, please please take a seat, no fee for you, and he goes like ah oh, no fee for you. I know you can afford you it, so I'm not gonna charge you. When when I see him like kiss there, I'm just gonna like subtly put Rockno down on the ground and get him to scavenge for like breadsticks and just random meats and just like kind of reach up if he can and then just get him to bring it back to me in like two minutes once we're sitting can you draw yeah can you draw um or can you well you already drew a breath can you play air uh your uh thingy words are hard right now <laughs> can you play the skill can you can you play your archeo piloting yeah play, play archeo piloting for uh, me. yeah would that be under gear yeah, that's a gear ability, so you'd be uh, playing a spade. I just imagine him holding the little RC controller, but trying to be subtle about it. Yeah, so that um, so you pull that off no pro you pull that off no problem at all. Um, put that in your discard pile. Don't draw any more cards. Um, and you, you're just you're like eating, and you're you're being very sneaky about it. You're such a sneaky boy. Um, and the and he he takes a seat with you, and he kind of like boom, and like it, the whole building shakes, and it's like part his height, also part like. You know, like he Shit made it look as nice as he could. Yeah, he made it look as nice as he could, but he's working with what he has out here in the boonies. And he goes, "Okay, what can I do for great?" Please ignore that the load-bearing beams are all made of cardboard. Uh, the load-bearing beams are all made out of corpses. Thank you. Um, and he, he goes, "Okay, what can I do for you? What questions are you having for me?" Where, where are you getting all the supplies? I mean, no, nobody comes out here. Oh, sneaky, sneaky! It's business secrets, you know. You just gotta, you know. I, I of course, I, I can get supplies. You talk. I'm Giovanni Castello. I am most famous restaurateur in Citadel. Of course, I can get supplies very easy. I just pay people. They bring me supplies. I need food. They bring me food. I need cooking utensils. They bring me cooking utensils. The Citadel doesn't even come out here. How are you getting people to come out here? And he just kind of gives you like this sly grin. And uh, he turns and he and he like ignores the question basically. And he goes, "You enjoy eat, eat. We'll bring you delicious steak." And he and he looks at you and he goes, "So why are you here?" Like, yeah, looking at looking uh, looking specifically at uh, New League. It's like, so why are you here? Uh, I'm gonna kind of like nervously look around, but keep my attention focused primarily on Santana and just be like, he's the better one to ask. Well, Santana. Actually, oh yeah, he's not. Uh, he's not there. He's not that. there right now, is he? 
Yeah, he's not he's not with you. Santana, um could you do me a favor? Um could you could you draw uh investigate for me? Investigate would be clubs. Okay. Oh no, actually for for militia, is that a gear ability for you? Let me see. Investigation. Um, uh there's interrogation and then there's trace search. Yeah, so for you it would be uh yeah, you'd be drawing for steam. So you'd be drawing clubs for investigate. And I'm specifically letting you do this, even though this is technically something anybody can see. Um, but because you're just very much in that mindset right now. A four of clubs. Four of clubs. Awesome. So that's two successes. So there, there are two things that you kind of notice first off. Uh, one is that a lot of the people working here are like pretty young. Honestly, it's like young adults and like teenagers on the cusp of adulthood seem to be working the floor. Um, and then as you go towards the kitchen, you also notice that it's kind of like blocked by, uh, a couple of these, uh, like, like they're the ones who aren't actually kids, like young adults or teenagers, like, but like two, like pretty burly guys are kind of standing there in front of the kitchen door. Um, and, and they're armed, like very clearly they're not hiding that, uh, they know what they're about. I just casually unsling the repeating crossbow and just kind of like tap it like bouncing off my arm while walking casually and just go up to them as like you two citizens any augments on you uh and they go like nah don't got augments here you know that's not allowed it's frowned on out around here ain't that right um i don't know what this accent is but i'm dealing with it well i just heard from your boss that he has multiple augmented employees so i'm either gonna need you to step out of the way or bring them to me now oh no i'm afraid i can't do that buddy i'm sorry uh and they like they like both put a hand up like in sync to like and then they and then they start dancing no they put they both put a hand up to like uh stop you at your chest did you bring gianna inside with you or is she kind of waiting outside i'd probably have her watching the outside to make sure there's a you know nothing sneaks up on us okay cool cool so i'm just gonna and because i don't have any other prying eyes i'm just gonna play it nice and casual like Look at this face. Anything about this face seem familiar to you? Uh, and uh, and they're looking, uh, and they're like, look like cop to me. Let me remind you, I am the law. I am the militia. I am the one you obey. Uh, and you say that, and like they start like like you see a little bit of panic in their eyes, um, and I think you notice that very easily. And they kind of like look over at Giovanni. Um, and they're like, boss, what do you want us to do here? And um, I think Giovanni like sees that and he goes, no, oh, it's fine. Let him in, let him in. Um, and so he, they, let, they let you in. You know, they 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 are proper scared. Um, and they let you. And I put the repeating crossbow, like just lean it against my shoulder. And I'm like, that's right, citizens. And I just sort of like, I imagine they're swinging the door. So I just like casually kick it open. Yeah, and then and as you uh, as you kick it open and you walk into the room, you hear behind you, like, "Do you see what he did to that crossbow? Oh my god, he's so cool!" And you, just <laughs> you just hear that as you go in. You're you're strictly getting by here on yeah. fame. I want you. To oh yeah, know in that. my head, I'm just like, um, "Oh thank God that worked." <laughs> <laughs> I've got one person on backup, and the family's not even here. I'm in the goddamn booties. <laughs> um so so that all that happens right and and you go inside and the first thing you notice is just a bunch of kids like a bunch of kids like there's so many kids 
And the, these kids... Do I have, like, any, like, posters or pictures? Because, like, you know, the missing kids? So I'd like... I, I would actually like you to draw investigate again for this. Um, I will need more than one success if you want to get all the information you're seeking. And while that's happening, while you're investigating that, we're going to go ahead and take it back uh, outside here uh, to our architect and techno-selfist. And Giovanni is, like, laughing. I, I think he just told you a joke that you may or may not have understood. He's like, oh, oh so good. So good, so good. Right. Uh, so... This is my this is my restaurant. I'm really happy to be you know out of the city, breathing, breathing the fresh air. You know the city's so stuffy. The always smells of dead people. Uh, it's just not as good. Uh, so happy to be here, uh, having a great time. Great time. Uh, Dish is gonna be looking around. Um, he's looking to see if there are, are any constructs. Or any um, hints of constructs, like pieces that may have rubbed off, fallen off, or broken bits. Yeah, you don't really see that around here. Um, you get the sense that because Giovanni runs a restaurant, he generally, like, even though, and this is kind of the irony, right? Like, even though he still has that really snooty reprehension for Technosophist, like, it's clear that he relies on them because he doesn't want dead people around his food. Uh, but yeah, so there's not really any signs of constructs or anything out, out in this area here. Um, the guards by the door, um, by the front door and also by the, the kitchen door are all like human. All the wait staff are all human as well. Um, living human, I should say. Um, if, if there is any kind of like construct, they'd be probably be like creature based and it's mainly just like basic taxidermy. Like I don't even think they serve much of a function beyond like here's the stuffed beaver or whatever animals live in Italy. I don't know. Um, stuff like that. <laughs> so why this location? Why the strippers? Oh, you like that? He's like pointing out. Uh, he's like pointing up. It, it. <laughs> now that we know it's like McDonald's, it'd be like going to McDonald's for a Big Mac, and there's just a stripper on a pole <laughs> in the play place. <laughs> and he's like, oh. yeah. It's like, oh, you like that? And he's like pointing up, indicating where like the titties were. It's like, well, this used to be a place of ill repute, and I wanted to make it something meaningful that being said you know parts are hard to come by so you work with what you can get and uh those poles actually he's pointing at like the stripper poles in the restaurant uh load bearing believe it or not so you gotta gotta do what you gotta do you gotta keep them there and just tell the kids not to play on them uh we try to keep them clean but they're uh it is what it is and he's just a chill dude <laughs> is the sense that you're getting like this is a man who has the, the confidence and comfort of like being content with every facet of his life so are you living out here oh yeah of course i have a home uh this technically uh my room is very nice uh the kids don't live here though uh they 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 uh i they have a house houses uh what's it uh living arrangements in town that's where they live uh my workers i bought each child their own house <laughs> oh no uh, and like he hears he says like that would be silly santana oh you have jokes uh and, and um so he he's clearly not shy about the fact that he also has like kids living there and uh we're gonna cut back really quick to um what what did you draw santana well still out of crap hand so i'm gonna use a joker and i guess you said oh, i needed success. a multiple successes so i'm gonna hope this two can do something is it uh, a spade? 
or a club. I had yeah, to do investigate, so club. Yeah, so that's that's multiple successes. You're good. Um, it's of the suit. Uh, Joker cards for the audience are are the cards that represent your character archetype. Essentially, they're automatic successes when you play. Unfortunately, those. you only get one. And um, yeah, and so the the first thing you notice is that none of these kids are are the missing children on the list. Damn. It's like surprisingly, because there's a lot. I of burned kids a Joker here. for this like, shit. There's, there's like there's like ten kids back here. And it's, it's it's buck wild that like this this random man this ra- random restaurateur out in the boonies has so many children out here. I've never seen so many children, and none of them are the missing ones. But none of them are the missing kids. Um, but what you do notice is that a lot of these kids have techno augmentation, and and augmentation in this world it's really important to note that like I'm trying to remember. Did he mention it was a fully grown augmented man or an augmented child who paid him off? Um, he just said he knew the person was augmented. That's all he knew. Um, he didn't say size or anything. He was just like, oh, it's just it's just a client. He had to augment. Uh, you didn't ask that question. Um, and so he, yeah, <laughs> let's rewind. Oh, man, I swear. It was, a, it was like a 12-foot tall dude, man. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but no, that's not what happened. And so I thought he was just a really short that- dude. <laughs> I did try to ask you, like, if you had more questions and you were more focused on stealing booze <laughs> and breaking this poor guy's shop. I don't know what to tell you. Being a um, dirty cop but... backstabs me again. <laughs> so, it, it, <laughs> so the the world of necrobiotic, and the, uh, this is an important indication. Augmentation is normal. I'd assume children would be a like precious resource. So, how the hell does this guy have so many? So, so augmentation is a really normal thing in this world in the way of what the architect does. Um, basically, medical biology, uh, uh, medical science has advanced greatly. Like augmented um, as so in like, like metal someone, and technology, or are all these kids just on roids? Augmentation in the form of medical technology, like strictly of the flesh, is like totally normal. Actually, the fact that Dodger doesn't have legs is a bit weird because like that's technology that exists. He could have just as easily grown his leg back or had a graft more more accurately like had a, a, like his legs grafted back on after they were destroyed and repaired. Somebody like the architect would have easily been able to repair them. Um, but what you're noticing about these kids is that they're techno augmented, which is a very painful, not perfect science. So like you are seeing kids with like metal arms um, and you're seeing kids with like, um, kind of like a, uh, like a steampunk eye thing, but you can tell it's not just like a goggle attachment. Like it's actually like a replacement for their eye. Um, And you just see like these, and these kids are young, right? They're like 12, 10 and they're just like working in this kitchen they're cleaning uh you have like a giant soup pot and you have like a little kid like stir it one way and another kid on the other end of it stir it the other way and they're kind of doing that uh it's like very like twisted little orphan annie um type thing going on here like on the outside santana's just like "Mm, this is an important clue and means something on the inside of his head he's like i don't know what the hell any of this means (laughs) I gotta go ask those two nerds. Crap. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so you see, you see the kids here. Um, Santana. Uh, one of them. One of them walks up to you. And is like, oh hey there. Would you like something? Like very confident little girl. Like this child is precocious. It's like hey, do you need anything? I got. I got something for you. Do you need some food? You there, child. Did, uh, the, did daddy send you back here? Uh, yes. Hello. What are you all doing working here? Who gave you these augments? 
Oh, Daddy did. Daddy helped us out. We all were uh, missing parts of ourselves. And so Daddy told us he'd help us out. He'd give us gigs, give us a roof over our heads. We're all grateful and to Daddy. Who is Daddy? Uh, and, and, and she points, like, out, like, indicating the large man who runs the entire place. Oh, that's Daddy out there. And where did you come from before you met Daddy? Uh, we're, uh, I guess me mom and me dad. I guess. Did you live in this town? Did I ask about that? Oh God, are you kidding me? No, we were brought out here like six months ago. From where? The Citadel. Yeah, Daddy came and adopted us. Inside my head, I'm still and like. I think that they're not the missing kids, but they are kids from the Citadel. This means something. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> what. So a, a, a couple of things that you would know specifically as a member of the Marshall, Oh yeah, like I've got the with, training with, of like. Yeah. So um, one thing that you would know is that like I know the Codex Scientificus. You're right. Kids, kids are a precious resource. You are absolutely correct about that. Um, but one other thing you would know, and this kind of dives into your character backstory, which I think I'll have you share with the audience uh, really quickly. Your character is actually a part of a uh, a city gang, right? Like, that's what I happened? I was part of a city gang. I was one of the enforcers, but I was smart enough to wear a mask when we committed crime, so I was never caught or identified. So then they had the idea of mm -hmm. greasing a few palms, and I was still young enough, so I joined the militia. I took the training seriously, <laughs> but I was supposed to just, you know, maybe steer a couple co-workers away from key areas during key, you know, jobs. But then one day, just... I chased, uh, you know, a cousin who, who are the, uh, you know, mm -hmm. lower peons of the gang who owed me a couple bucks. Accidentally broke into a warehouse, found some terrorists who were very wanted because they planned to kill a lot of people, which is a big no-no in these times. And it's like, I just thought he was some asshole, so I knocked him out. The other cops caught up to me and they're just like, holy crap, this is the bust of the <laughs> century. There's no way this guy's dirty. <laughs> And suddenly, I'm the most famous cop in the city, while on the inside, I'm like, oh, crap. How am I supposed to keep them off the jobs if I'm the most famous face in the city? Oh, jeez. So, how, how long how long would you say you've been... It sounds like it's been since you were, like, really young. And, like, so, like, you've been in the militia for a while now. I was a rookie who was pretty much about to be caught by IA, and then I became the most famous face in the city for catching a notorious terrorist. By complete accident. Yeah, so I think what happened here was that because you've been in this position for so long, you didn't know that the new head of the family has since changed. Um, and when you hear the name Giovanni and, and like see these kids and like you're starting to connect the dots of like, who's somebody that has so much power that they can adopt all of these children and like have a restaurant out here in the boonies and like get away with all this stuff and like have no issues, right? And you come to realize that Giovanni was the was like one of the lower echelon people of the family that you were a part of, who now seems to have gained a lot of power in the many years since you last went back because you kind of made yourself stuck in this position as a militia. Giovanni, how that little shit? This is all family money. What? I've been gone way too long. Yeah, so that's the kind of that's kind of the sense you're getting. Ah crap! Um, ah crap! I guess I'll just need to have a private talk with Giovanni. Wait, I didn't mean to say that out loud. Crap! Ignore that, kids. And then, uh, 
the kid goes like, oh, you want to talk to daddy? He's just right out there. You can go, look, we got work to do here. Daddy says that if we get all the cleaning done, he'll get us some nice toys. Yeah. Your daddy ever mentioned family? I say that like in a weird family. Yeah, the kid's like, oh yeah, we all we're all daddy's family. That's not that 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 ah whatever. And I just go back to walk out. <laughs> you mean you mean family in italics? <laughs> okay, so you walk back out there. Um, this is all you all are free to play. Play out this scene. I am here. I am here to serve. So to distract the two nerds, I'm like, hey, architect. Uh, hey. Junkyard nerd. Uh, there's some kids back there. They're not the missing kids, but there's some interesting augments on them I think you'd want to have a look at. Especially you, junkyard kid. What kind of augments? Uh, Who Dish excuses kid? himself and just kind of walks over. Uh, his nose starts bleeding again. <laughs> yeah, they're not the normal ones, you oh, know, with augments. the flesh and the dead people. They're your weird stuff. What the hell are you calling me over? <sighs> you know science. I don't know. I'm a cop. I like this. I, I like that this is going in that direction. So before you get get a chance to talk to Giovanni, I think um, do you, do you two go? Yeah, do you two go we in the go kitchen? over to where Santana is. I just I just casually point the repeating crossbow back. It's like you, Humpty and Dumpty, let my nerds in. <laughs> uh, and they and they all they all like, oh man, that's a cool nickname actually, Humpty. I never heard that. Uh, and they look at Giovanni. Giovanni is like, yes, let them in. Giovanni, like um, this is something that you're able to see. Santana, and I think with much more clarity than the other two, he has such confidence. And it's not the confidence of like, oh, I'm a nice guy, I'm having a great life. Like, this is the confidence of a man who has power that can't even be described. Yeah. He has power, and he's probably the confidence of a man who's like, I recognize who you are. Why the fuck haven't you recognized me? <laughs> yeah exactly and so um so he tells them like yeah go ahead like i don't give a shit that these people from the citadel are looking at my are looking at my operations like it literally does not face him dish doesn't give a shit either so <laughs> this is like these are people i want dead bodies i want the construct so i'm gonna go sit down at the table giovanni and try to like lean in close to whisper so so before you do that um we're gonna we're gonna play out this scene so you, you both go back you see the exact same thing that santana saw right you see all these kids working all their augmentations and it's a lot like you've never um i think that for you um i think that for you new new leak you've spoken about doing augmentations like this like to help out dodger but the, there's a, way too much to consider the pain. Like, a lot of this is, like, even more advanced than I think you've ever been able to pull off or any of the Technosophists you know have been able to pull off either. Yeah, so I'm just going to be kind of fascinated. I'm going to see if I can, uh, like, I've got a couple breadsticks and things like that from uh, from my little drone uh, from Rockno, and I'm just going to, I guess, probably wouldn't incentivize them because they're the ones probably prepping all the food, right? Yeah, <laughs> so I'm gonna give breadsticks to these kids. They're like, "Oh no, we got food. It's all right. We don't got." We're do the ones that. who make the breadsticks, sir. We have plenty. Yeah, so I'm so kind of re rethinking that because I mean, like, I I'm very far out of society, so I'm just like, okay, so I'm just gonna like kind of stuff them in, and then not not even really just asking. I'm just gonna kind of like anybody who's not really like already moving. I'm gonna go up and. Just kind of take a look at an arm and see how like the mechanics fit in with the actual bone structure and try and try and get an idea of is this just really like is this amateur work or is this like a like a professional like professional job like how deep how intricate would this be i would like for you to play computer science for this 
Uh, so computer science would that be steam? Um, that would be gear. Oh, That's gear. a gear ability for you. You uh, think involving computers, it would involve steam. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do uh, do a speed. Two speeds. Okay. Okay, so yeah, you you play the you you do computer science, and as you're looking at at this tech, you're noticing that like the the coding language seems something about it seems really familiar to you, but you can't quite place it because a lot of stuff has changed uh, about it as well. Um, but but you notice that like it's high quality work. It's just that the the coding because like you know everyone has to kind of like their little habits when they code um and like things that they do and you you notice as you're kind of interfacing with this machine i imagine that you have something that you can do to actually like plug into just just like as a technist office you have like something you, you just plug into any like mechanical thing yeah like if, if you th- if you think like how r2d2 always conveniently has a like a plug that always yeah. fits in yeah rock knows basically like my r2d2 so I'm just gonna kind of yeah, like yeah. So so Rockno like plugs in and like there's a little screen on Rockno the back of Rockno's head. It's a ball, so ish. Um, the back of Rockno's sphere shape, and you notice that there is uh, that the coding language like there's something about it that feels familiar. Like you feel like you may have an idea of where it's coming from, but you can't quite place it because there's like a lot of differences and changes. And um, um, what do you what do you ask this kid about this particular? What do you remember about getting the arm? What, uh, who installed this on you? Does it run on DOS? Yeah, and the kid goes, "Oh, the nice man, ins- uh, the nice man installed it for me." What did he? This is my voice. I'm a, I'm a different kid, what? so this is how I talk. Yeah, I think he came from the southern side of uh, of the Citadel. But what, what did they look like? Were they tall? Were did they walk funny? He was like, he was like me. He was just a kid. No, he was like me, and he points at the arm. He was like me. So he had he had augmentations as well. Yeah, that's right. He's a lot like me. This is much better voice for a kid. So I guess I would ask, like, do you still do you see him often? Is it a boy or girl? Do we know that? What do they look like? Um, some sometimes uh, sometimes we uh, we meet his friend the toy maker. Now I'm from New Zealand. My name is Cork. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sometimes we see his friend, the toy maker. The, the toy maker uh, helps us. He ge- he gives us new toys, and he he helps us out, make sure everything's good. I haven't seen him since he helped me get this. And he like he like waves the arm. You know what's really cool about this? What? Show me. And he goes like, and he like puts his hand up like high five. I'm just gonna stare at him kind of awkwardly. He's like slap my hand. Oh. <laughs> Boom. And he he slaps your hand. He's like I felt that. Interesting. I have a friend. So so you're so the the toy maker um you does everybody get toys or or just you we all get toys and he's like pointing at all the kids we all got toys from the toy maker are they like my toy right here and i'm gonna point to rock sometimes um and and one thing that you would know um by the way as as far as a technos office and as somebody who like like i said technical augmentation is generally like frowned upon because the science is not the safest um, but it's also not that advanced. Like people prefer getting regular augmentation because they want to feel like nerve endings and like experiences. Like if I lose a hand and I shake someone else's hand, I want to feel like. And so the kid saying I felt that is like, like it gives you a moment pause, and I'll let you take that in whatever direction you want to. It's like the kid just said, "Oh yeah, we've got a spaceship out back." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So they haven't been around for a little while. 
Did they imagine have... Dish is just shaking his head like weirdos? Uh, yeah, Dish di- actually Dish <laughs> is looking somewhat horrified that all these kids got that kind of modification, and he's just standing there shaking his head in silence. What you don't approve of this? Uh, why? Why would you do this? There's so many better ways to go about fixing these problems. It's so much easier to replace once it's already been installed. Though it's so much easier to do up. It's so much easier to do upgrades. What if someone gets you know nerve damage on their hands? All you have to do is rewrite the code, and there you go. He actually pulls out a couple of vials or one injection, and wait ten minutes, and then he puts. And the how much back. do those? And how much do those cost? How much does that cost? And he's pointing over uh, the arm. Can you do that? Of course I can. Any te- any technician. Then why are we seeing? Why don't we see more of these? Why do we not, Why don't we see more of these out there than people walking around with actual arms? Well, if you take a look at some of the constructs, I mean, wouldn't you want to differentiate yourself between I don't know a living and a dead animatronic body? Like, I mean, you saw the car. That car is gross. It's all covered in flesh. There's no, there's hardly any mechanisms to it. It's easily breaking down. It's just, it's a mess. Dish starts cleaning his badge, just sort of rubbing it. And I, I'm not going to, I don't pick up on that at all. <laughs> Similar to the high five, I'm just like. Like, I am not the law, but I like, have a badge. It's like, yeah, okay, no, it's time no, to no. clean ourselves. Apparently I'm a cat, too. Yes. <laughs> but I'm actually just cleaning my goggles. Love it. <laughs> so, uh, was there anything you wanted to do, uh, Dish, during this uh, whole session? Dish is looking around. He's still looking for that construct that he's basically been sent out to find. Yeah, and you're noticing that nowhere that's around here. Yeah, it, so not dish, here. dish is not here. Yeah, taken in the sights, but he's not super like engaged with what's going on. Like he sees weird stuff, he doesn't understand, and he's like, you know, okay, it's freaky, but it ain't my jam. So <laughs> it's not why he was sent there. Cool. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take it back to uh, the militia really quick here. And Giovanni, like now now that diddly, diddly, to the other room. Um, and Giovanni, like he he's dropped his kind of like ah oh, friend like demeanor because now he knows it's just him and you. And he like sits back in his seat and he goes, "Well then, come back home, have we?" Listen here, you little shit. Last time I saw you, you were a cousin. How the hell are you running an operation like this? How the hell did you get all those kids? <gasps> Oh, didn't you hear what the kids were saying, my friend? I am daddy now. And, like, he lets the weight of that sit here. And and we had discussed this earlier uh, before we started today's recording. But essentially the way the hierarchy works uh, in the gang is that, like, it, it's all family. And, like, family names are titles. So, like, mom and dad are, like, the head of the house. Then you have uncles and aunties. Cousins are just kind of, like, you know, like, the drags, the, the work they make them do. Um, I, I imagine that, Sons like... Sons and daughters are the enforcers, the ones who get their hands dirty. Yeah, I would imagine that he was, like, a second cousin, whereas you were a first cousin, which puts you just enough high high enough above him. Or no, I was a, I was a son who got... That's why, that's why they bothered to pay to get me into the militia. Yeah, he was a cousin and you were a son, so, like, you felt like you had something on him. And now, and like, I think, I think you guys might, it sounds like you guys might have had a relationship before. 
Um, but like he was also scrawnier the last time you saw him too, right? Yeah. Like he has eaten well, which made him almost entirely like unrecognizable in this time frame of years. Like he went from being like a scrawny little nobody to like this big robust dude um, with a with a happy like, jolly belly. Is it belly. fat or muscle? Oh, it, he it's a little bit of both. It's like that thing where like he's muscular, but he has like a layer of fat. So over like it. kingpin. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of kingpin vibes. Um, and he goes like, "I am daddy now." You've been gone a long time. Look at you, Mr. Santana Dread. I am the law. <laughs> and like he just lets out this boisterous laugh. And I think you all hear it inside the kitchen. Um, and you're just assuming because of like how he was acting when you first met him. Um, probably that is nothing. Um, or I don't want to speak for you. Maybe you think that's something. No, I but... think Dish would have ignored that. Yeah. So maybe uh, I've been and, going and so for he, a he's while. He's talking... So maybe you've risen in the ranks. Big deal. Risen in the ranks? Do you see what I'm doing here? Did you look in the kitchen? I... I was able to start a new base of operations for us outside of the Citadel's purview. They know who I am. They know what I'm about. They know what the family's about. Why have they never been able to stop us? Because I've been in the middle of it, covering up half the crap you guys used to do. And that the middle of it, you've become their poster boy. Literally, I'm not editorializing. You're literally on a poster. And he points at a poster on the wall of your face, but there's like a mustache drawn on it and like devil horns drawn on it and just like piece of shit drawn on it. But like, it's clearly you. Like, how did you miss that? Like, you're clearly bad at your job. Your face is on the wall. It's the first thing you'll see when you walk in here. You didn't even notice. I had to point it out to you. This is why you were a cousin. I was put in there to push everybody away. Uh, just because one mishap made me, you know, the most famous face in the city doesn't mean... How do you think you pulled off the job in Florence? In And then I just r- rattle off a name, a, a date... How do you think you pulled off even half the stuff that ro- that rose this family? The family used to be nothing. And then I covered up and oh. I supported so much from the inside. Oh, my friend. Oh, my friend, my friend. And he puts like, and like I said, the last time you saw him, he was much smaller. It's clear that he used his influence to get some augmentation done. Like physical augmentation, not techno augmentation. Yeah. And he puts a big, strong hand on your shoulder. And like, you're used to him being small. You can tell that if you try to stand right now, it won't be, like, resisting. Like, like you feel him resisting. You can tell if you try to stand right now, you just won't. Like, it just won't happen. I've never put my repeating um, crossbow down, so I'm just like, take a look under the table, cousin. Uh, and then he goes, he goes, my friend, do you realize why you ended up in that warehouse? Why you stopped those terrorists? Are you aware of the steps from point A to point B that got you exactly in your position right now. You know who those terrorists were. They were rivals to the family. And not only that, by showing up there, you managed to get them killed and also some of the higher-ranking family members killed because you were irresponsible. Oh, and by the way, and he like he reaches into his pocket 
and he and he slaps a dollar down and he's like i know you were chasing me back then to get some money back so here's those two dollars i owe you or whatever the currency is for this world uh here's the money i owe you and he hands it to you and you remember that he was the cousin you're chasing uh back in the day So, you are probably wondering why you are here, yes? Well, I put a couple things together. He stands up, ignoring the repeating crossbow. He's not threatened by you. Um, and he, like, looks out the window in that classic, like, villain silhouette, where he's like, I don't even need to look at you. Like, whatever. Um, and he goes, there's a missing girl in city. I need you to, uh, in, in, uh, not city. Uh, there's a missing girl in village. I need you to find her. Why the hell do you think I'm here? I've heard of multiple abductions of children from the Citadel. It's why they sent me here. I interrogated multiple people. A augmented person happened to ask about an orphanage, and I hitched my thumb back at the kitchen. So as you say that um, you were sent there by the Citadel, um, uh, Gianna walks in. And, like, sheepishly waves at you. It's like, sorry, boss. And uh, Giovanni goes, Ah, my daughter. Yes. I've been adopting children for a long time, my friend. Long time. Gianna here is one of them. That dispatcher who sent you here? Another one of my children. We are all, we are all in the Citadel now. No, you haven't been brought out here by the Citadel. You've been brought out here by the family's will and my will. And since I am the family, you've been brought out here to work for me. So, there is, girl, it is true. There has been missing children. And it is true that there is missing girl in vi village. I need you to find missing girl. I just grumble thinking about it. I strap the repeating crossbow back to my back, but I try to, like, slip under my sleeve just uh, one of the concussive grenades, just in case. And then I'm just like, all right, father. I say it with distaste, like, and just a twitch of the neck. And he grins and he goes, daddy, please, please, you said, <laughs> you said, call, call, and, he, and he's like, he's like doing this, call me daddy. <laughs> Oh, call me daddy. Call me da daddy. Call me daddy. He's your dirty daddy. Do it. <laughs> oh, do you see the titties on the side? <laughs> call me daddy now. I just stare him right in the eyes and I give him the like, just the scowl that's famous for every poster. <laughs> because, oh, that's good. That's good. You know, I told, I told the Citadel that that would make a good picture. That's a good pose. You make good face. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Call me daddy. Come just on. tell me who this girl is and why she's important to you. If she's just one among many abducted children. Um, and then uh, you say that and he looks at you and like very dead serious and he goes, she is crucial to family survival. And I just wave around. It's like, what survival? You're obviously prospering out here in the middle of nowhere outside of citadel influence even though according to you yourself you've pretty much got half the citadel working for you he um he like gives you a look and you can tell 
when you're looking at him that there's fear in his eyes which he hasn't actually shown this entire time um when he mentions like the urgency with which you have to get the kid um he he turns back around looking out the window and he goes start at the toy store take your friends Hey everyone, I really hope you enjoyed that episode of Tabletop for the End of the World. We are calling the special sponsored ad The Restless Dead. Really apropos, right? This was, of course, part one, and there will be a riveting conclusion coming out next week, Saturday. So definitely be sure to check it out. And once again, please be sure to check out our sponsors, Necrobiotic, now live on Kickstarter. Links will be in the episode description.